I am loved because God is love. And I invite you to say those words with me. I am loved because God is love. Now we'll put it all together. I am loved because God is love. Do it again. One more time. How does that make you feel? Good. Great. Awesome. But maybe not all of you. Maybe that was hard to say. Maybe you're struggling right now. Something's going on in your life, and you're like, huh, really? Really, I am loved? Even though this is going on, even though this has happened, I'm loved? Yeah. You are. You're loved because God is love all the time. No matter what you're going through, you are loved because God is love. That's why Jesus was born. That's why we're preparing to celebrate. You are loved because God is love. Now, maybe this is the first time you're hearing this truth in a long time. And if it is, praise God. So glad you're here and you're able to hear that. And the Holy Spirit can do some great work in you now. But maybe for the majority of you, this is the umpteenth time that you're hearing this. Praise God. Because the Holy Spirit can do some mighty work in you now. You see, now that we, we've said this and we remember this and this is in our minds and our hearts, we can, can prepare to see how God is our guide. Now, if the truth be told, we don't often want to live this life with God as our guide. Right? Because we know better. We don't like what he has to say. We would rather follow our own way, our own path, be our own guide. And so what do we do? Often we do just that. We guide ourselves through this life. We dabble a little bit over here. We take some of this, a little bit of that, and, and maybe we'll sprinkle in a little bit of Jesus or, or the Bible along the way, and we just mix it all together. And that's what we use to help guide our path. We guide ourselves thinking that we know best, that we can muster through whatever comes our way. And at the same time, we know that no matter who the, the guide is, whether it is us, the, the world, or, or God, this path that we're on, this life that we're leading, is not easy. It's not. We all know that there will be bumps in the road. We know that there will always be dead ends. There will always be stop signs and yield signs and slow down signs. There will always be signs that say, turn around. Wrong way. You've seen these signs. I'm not talking about when you're driving. 
You've each seen them in your life. I have. And maybe right now you're staring one of those signs down. That stop sign. That sign that screams to you, wrong way. Turn around. But all too often, what do we do? We blow right through the stop sign. We see it. We know we should, but we don't. Wrong way. Don't go this way. Turn around. What do we do? We don't. We let our thoughts, we let our desires, we let our wants, we let this world become our guide. And so often when we do this, we come out the other side hurt, filled with regret, remorse, guilt. We plow through and we come out angry and filled with frustration and angst. So then what? What do we do? Where do we turn? Well, sometimes we continue just to forge on ahead, right? We, we forge on ahead and say, I got this. We, we guide ourselves this way because we like it. We know it's wrong, but we like it. Or, or we guide ourselves this way because, you know what, there's no help, there's no hope, there's no way back for me. I'm too far gone. When it gets to this point, we've lost sight of who we are. We've, we've forgotten that we are children of God. And, and, and maybe right now, friends, you are struggling with something. Now, let me rephrase that. I know you're struggling with something. I'm going to get rid of the word maybe. I know you are. I know you are because I am. I know you are because we always are. And yet right now, what are you? You are loved because... You are loved because God is love. You, you just spoke it, right? But we already tried to forget it or we already forgot it. I am loved because God is love. And, and God is love and he has been loved since the very beginning. Since the very beginning of the times. In the beginning, God. That's where the love started. And this is what we see in our gospel today, too. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So in the beginning, there's Jesus. Right? You've heard me, if you've been here before, or you've heard other pastors say that, that, that W there in the Word, the capitalized W, that's Jesus, right? So in the beginning was Jesus Jesus was with God. Jesus was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. And in him, in Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. 
that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome it. And there is this man sent from God, John, Crystal talked about him, who came to earth to bear witness about the light. That one true light. Verse 9. Jesus came as this true light for who? Everyone. Look at verse 9. It says this. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. His light came into this world for everyone. Not everyone that's going to be saved now. No, because some people don't believe. But Christ came to this earth as the true light for everyone. Not everyone believes. Not everyone trusts in him. Not everyone lets him be their guide. Because many will follow their own. But he came for everyone. And then for all who did receive him, verse 12 there. For, for all who did receive him, who, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave it to them who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of God. To all who did receive him, to all who believed. Well, what is it that they believed? What is it that we believe? John 1, 14. Look at that. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word. Jesus, right? Jesus became flesh. He came to this earth as a baby, born amongst sheep and cattle and manure. It was an icky job because He was born to die. Born to take all my sin and your sin upon his back. Born to take all the sins of, of all the world. Because he came for everyone. And, and, and now for all who receive him, for all who believe, they've become what? Children of God. How? How does one believe? You can't do it on your own, but you believe by the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing else works. Nothing in this life, nothing of the will of the flesh, nothing of the will of man allows for us to become children of God other than believing in his name. And believing in his name, we are children of God. We are loved because God is love. Do you believe it? A few of you do. I mean, if someone was to ask you, you hear all this out there, and if someone asked you this question, do you believe it, would you have given them the same response? Or is it just because we're good Lutherans in church and we don't really want to talk? <laughs> do you believe it? Yes. Do you believe in him? God, that's awesome. What a, what a gift, right? There, there's nothing better than this. 
So if, if we believe in this, not by what we do, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, does it just stop there? No. We believe, therefore we confess that Jesus is our Savior and he is our guide. That's what John is helping us understand here. The word that, that became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the light that shines in the darkness. His word, the word, is our guide. This Advent season, we're preparing once again to, to celebrate Christmas. And, and while we continue to do that and, and anticipate the coming of Jesus, what if we actually allow the Holy Spirit to guide us? What if? How might things look different? Now, there's still going to be sickness. There's still going to be hurts. There's still going to be struggles. I'm not talking about that. But so many of us know what Jesus did. What if we now allow him to dwell in us by the power of the Holy Spirit? Remember, you are loved because God is love. And his love for you is the same right now as it always will be. You can't earn more of his love. You can't lose any of his love. It's the same right now as it always will be. And the great thing about that is we can't even comprehend how much he loves us. But what you and I can do is we can learn more about his amazing love and allow what we're learning to dwell in us. To dwell in the depths of our heart as we live as this children of the true light, confessing this truth in love and grow up in every way into Christ. Daily putting off that old self and put on that new self, created after the likeness of God. Sounds pretty good, huh? So then, what do we do? How do we do this? You dig in. Christmas cookies, right? You see them, you dig in. Your Christmas feast coming, you see it, you dig in. This feast is before us every day. So what do we got to do? We got to dig in. We got to open up the Bible. You got your phone? Don't use a Bible? That's fine. You have a Bible app? Open it up. And you know what you're going to see? You're going to see you're not the first to try to be your own guide. You see that God so loved the world. You see the, the hurt, the pain, the struggle of God's people who kept blowing through the stop signs, who kept going the wrong way, who kept missing those turnaround signs. You see their cry for help. And you see the answer. You see his love, his mercy. You see the confession, the forgiveness that is theirs. You see God at work guiding his children who believe. So yes, I know, right now things aren't great. Right now I'm struggling. Right now I'm wrestling with some big decisions. Right now I'm asking, am I in the right job? Right now I'm asking, am I listening to the right people? 
Am I surrounding myself with people who are building me up? Right now I'm sick. My loved ones are sick, hurt. Right now I'm watching my friends hurt. I'm watching their family fall apart. I'm watching a nation destroy itself. I'm watching darkness trying to win out. And yet, because I believe, though, God is still my guide. Because God is still my guide, there is hope, and I am loved. Because God is love. We just got to remember it. And how do we remember it? Yeah, by coming back here and being reminded about it every week. By being in the Word. By doing Bible studies or, or missional communities, surrounding ourselves with people. And, and then allowing the Spirit, the Word, to believe that He's in control. And we can trust him amidst it all. The psalmist said there, your word, God, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Notice the words here. The light from the lamp is not for our eyes and seeing but for our feet and our path. But feet cannot be lit and paths cannot see. So what's going on? What this is, is the Word's work of faith. What this is, is Jesus' work of faith. Not ours. This is Him. This is him guiding the feet and guiding the heart. Because faith does not require understanding. Let me say that again for all our science minds out there. Faith does not require understanding. Faith does not enlighten understanding. Faith enlightens the heart. And the heart trusts. The heart believes the word. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so now, not only does this mean that we believe the word, but as followers of Jesus, we are saying that every day the word is our guide. His word lives inside us. The psalmist continues on in verse 106 there. He says, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. Another fun translation is, I promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. I love this verse. It's a reminder for us that because we are followers of Jesus, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we should be letting his word guide us. Following his ways, living by his rules. And over time, you know what? We'll get better at letting him guide. 
and us following his ways. But other times, what are we going to do? Not so much. We're going to say it again and again and again, but we're going to fail, right? We, we promise to do it again and again and again, but we can't. We can never do it perfectly. So we echo then, verse, verse 107, I'm severely afflicted. I've suffered so much, Lord. Restore my life. Restore my life again as you promised. Give me life, O oh Lord, according to your word. Again and again and again. God restores our life as he promised. According to what? His word. I am loved because God is love. I'm out of words, literally. Like, for this month, I, I'm done. This is one of the hardest messages I've had to put together in a long time, so we're just going to end, like, in the next 25, 27 seconds. God's word guides. His word gives direction. His, his word is there to, to guide our lives. His word is there to guide us and give us strength when we are weak. His, his words are, are there to, to guide us and deliver us through all those adversities, all those afflictions. His word guides us and gives us this freedom from all our failures, all our faults, all our flaws. God's word guides us and gives us the opportunity to acknowledge all the blessings that come from him. To share those with others. God's word guides us again and again and again. Back to his greatest truth. To the greatest gift given. So that right now, Every right now that you and I have, we can say, I am loved because God is love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.